It's the morning show that no one knows and no one is talking about. I said no one is talking about, but if they did, they'd probably say it's the best way to start today with Rach and Dave. We had the best show you for missed, the last two minutes. You missed two minutes oh. of magic. Um, but here's my question, Facebook, if you're just joining, let me preface again. I need advice. Oh, not opinions, opinions real advice welcome. from people who actually have experienced this and have an answer. So I'm looking for people who are long distance runners, women only, and you'll understand why in a minute. Women, long distance runners who run, what would you say like a good mileage per week? That run 10 miles or more a week. I wouldn't think of that as a long distance runner. Okay. I just like the question that you're going to well, ask. You ask but 10, you... 10, 10 miles of running. Uh, your question at 10 miles, that's a solution that you're looking for. Okay, let me. I am looking for someone who, who is running at least eight miles in a stretch. Here we go. Sports bras. Oh, we're getting hard hitting at the beginning of a Start no, Today morning a, show. I need, guys, okay, for real, listen to me. I've used the same sports bras <sighs> for. Five, ten years, like forever. I use Lululemon sports bras, and now I've been doing weights, and I think my back or my shoulders or something, there are muscles somewhere that weren't there before, and now the sports bras are so tight around here that I feel like I can't breathe. Do you think maybe it's because your bosoms are finally coming in? I'm finally becoming a woman. Maybe they're uh, maybe they're just growing. I think I I think my bosoms came in when the doctor actually like put implants inside of them. <laughs> That's when they came in. But um, just just so everyone I like I like I like a very small You'll C. You'll be a woman. Big B, small C. Soon. And the reason I'm asking about a sports bra and not just Girl, sizing up. Bum, bum, in case people are wondering, why not just size up? It's because the sports bra fits right here. It's the band area. Why that do is people making... watch this show? The, someone's going to have an answer. Why? Sports bras, Champion and Brooks, I they are the you. best for long runs. But here, are they adjustable? I think I need an adjustable. Oh. You probably need to go up a size. But guys, if I go up a size, it's not going to hold the Boob part. We finally got like seven guys to watch the Start Today Morning Show, and now they're gone. No, they're gone. This would forever. actually make guys want. Uh, uh, don't you feel like there's? Don't you have any interest about how women make it work? This one time, I got jock itch. Let's get into it. Jock itch is not the same as a sports bra. I'm just saying, like things that are super exclusive to guys in running is a thing that maybe we could get into on a running podcast that we'll one day do. No? She fit. Look, all these people are giving she me. She fit. Oh, Lululemon has adjustable, but are they adjustable running? I have adjustable bras, but they're like, wait, they're not the kind of thing you could run in. So anyway, she fit. Okay, so a lot of people are saying that brand. See, that's why you ask. You ask, and then the community knows, and they help you find. So do you have any hard-hitting questions you need answers to? I do. Uh-oh. What do you think about my new princess running shoes, though? Princess? Why princess? Well, because I was I was saying that, uh, I don't know if people can see. The fact that oh. you're getting your leg, that's a smarter plan. Look at this. The fact that you're getting your leg up. Noah was wearing her pink princess shoes today while we were running, mm -hmm. and I realized that maybe part of the reason why she wanted to is because I got my pink princess running shoes, too, though. Um, I have a couple of thoughts. One, I walked in, and I was 
I was like, oh my gosh, wow, that is a shoe. It is a shoe. <laughs> and Dave said, oh, I designed it myself. Yes, I did. He said, it's one of one. Like, I, I picked out those check marks. You know what's great? I, the left shoe, same as the right, everybody. <laughs> same as the right. And then Ford, our seven-year-old, walked in and he was like, are you wearing water shoes? And that was <laughs> that made my heart happy. Yeah, we're going to go to family camp. I'm going to go rock and walk in the middle of a creek. Um, bless you and your shoe creation. Congratulations. It's getting hot in here. Um, okay, around the bottom band. See, look, I'm getting all of the information that I need for my sports bra. I'm excited. My uh, our, our now new friend, Jesse Itzler, is uh, going to be in Austin. He's apparently speaking today and again on Monday. And on Monday, I'm going on a run with him, which, since he's an ultra-marathon beast runner... I thought, I got to break these new shoes in, though, so I can keep up with a guy who just runs millions of miles in one stretch. Yeah, that feels important. It does that feel important. That feels important. I agree. She Fit Apparel. Everyone really likes She Fit. I'm glad. Well, that's great. Uh, so someone said, I'm 10 weeks pregnant with three exclamation points. Congratulations to you. That's fantastic. Yes, congratulations. Um, all right. Wait, I had so many stories to tell this morning. I have sports a, what was that segment we did that was like, can we talk about? Was that what it was? Can we talk about? Can we talk about? I have a can we talk about. Okay. it happened this morning and I almost lost my mind with our humans that are small. And that is... We, I, I made the mistake two Christmases ago of buying like a janky tablet for our two children, the two, the two of our children. And by janky, I just mean like it was an inexpensive, it could just play videos, but like had like it wasn't an Apple device. It didn't really do things. I know this is like a high class problem. Like you bought a tablet and you're complaining about it not being a cool tablet. I am. It's okay. And I... Got them thinking that they would do basically the things that most normal tablets do, and they didn't. And so they sat in a drawer, basically from the day that they were given as gifts until today. Yesterday, my younger son, my youngest son, pulls out these old, one of these old tablets and decides he wants to play with it. I'm like, oh, look, finally, someone is going to use this thing that two years ago we bought. And my middle son... When he sees that his brother is playing with his device, has decided to become very aggressive with, it's beloved. his, it's, it's his it's device. Beloved. This is my device. I need to be able to use my device. You can't use my device. What is it? What's the deal with? What's the segment? No. Can we talk about? Can we talk about how kids... Don't pay attention to a toy for 14 months, and then the second their sibling finds it and wants to play with it, That'll it's preach. their most beloved toy or in the history out, of time. You decide to clean out their room or their closet, and you you we all know, all parents know that if you clean out toys, oh. clothes, whatever, you gotta do it when they are at school. Because if they see the buzz light year from when they were four years old, right? all of a sudden can't live without it. It's, yeah, oh yeah, no, it's the most beloved thing in the entire world. They will die if it's not a part of their life. You're like, wait a second, you haven't actually touched this thing in 14 months. Get out of here. Get out of here. Get out you, of here. You, out of here, get. What? I felt, I have like so many stories. Oh. And now. What are they? I don't know. What I'm are wa- all Well, I won't be here tomorrow. What? So prepare your hearts for that. You got Dave hosting again. Oh, I already solo. did it once this week. I what know. are you talking about? Where are you going to be? I'm going to Nashville. I am super excited to be going to Nashville. 
I am uh, going to meet, going to hang out with our friends at Abel, going to hang out with our friends at Ramsey. Oh, yeah. And then I'm going to speak at the Rodan and Fields convention. So All the things. R&F girls and a few good men. All the things. Better get your hearts ready. That's good. Remember last year when I spoke three times at their convention? I do remember that. And then do you remember when we went... Last year after R&F convention, we went and saw... Jay-Z and Beyonce in On the Run 2 we did. in New Orleans, yeah. and it was everything. It was Remember amazing. we went, we had that really yummy dinner. We did. Oh, and then they just like, the, uh, uh, oh, the, uh, the concert, everything about it. it was I was awesome. just going to say like, New Orleans concert goer, like the New Orleans concert goers to On the Run 2. They dressed up like they were going to Easter. That it was the best dressed crowd I've ever. I was like, I wore a cute outfit. I was underdressed. It was. I mean, oh, people brought their word. Sunday best out. And then to remember, see do you remember that? Um, who was there? The model who's married to the singer, and they have two really cute kids, and she's funny. Uh, John Legend. <laughs> yes. Remember, they were like right by us. Yeah. Not right by us. They were in like VIP, and we were in the like not VIP. But we could look oh. at them on high, like they were sitting on a cloud. You know what was, was happening fun. too? The crazy, craziest part of this entire thing. <laughs> I know what you're was say. DJ, DJ Khaled. Khaled. DJ Khaled was the opening act. <laughs> so funny. And another one. Oh I my mean, gosh! I mean, like all he does is win. But it was like it was he was a, so crazy. He was guys. a Saturday Night Live caricature it was, of of himself. DJ Jay Khaled. He literally, for like an hour, like at first everyone was super into it, and then everyone was like, what's happening? For an hour, he would just say, when I say DJ, you say Khaled. DJ. Khaled? DJ. Khaled. Which was like cool at first because you were excited, but then after like 40, it was like, what? We're still here? Is Does Beyonce have a, a wardrobe malfunction oh, oh, that we're he, trying to fix and you're stretching for time and you can't think? It was so weird. He was talking about himself in the third person He a did lot. the whole time. And a remember lot. he was riding around on an electric scooter? He had like scooter. a bird scooter on stage. Though I will give him this. I know this is dumb. Jackson stopped waving oh, to us. What? Wait a second. Wait one second. Jackson, you don't wave to us anymore? He doesn't wave anymore. This is what happens. Middle school happens, and all of a sudden, they go off to school and don't even wave. This is unbelievable. Love you, brother. Okay. Um. Wait. I will give DJ Khaled this. I mean, you didn't think this is where the show was going today, but I will give him this. What will you give him? He's a real DJ. Yeah. But who knew that? No, like, I knew, it's like I Reverend, like, it's like Doctor, if you're not a real DJ, you can't call yourself, unless you're Dwayne Johnson, DJ. I thought that it was like, I thought of him more as like a producer of songs. Like Jazzy Jeff? Yes, but DJ. I didn't know that he actually legit, like could go to the ones and twos and be like, what the Like he of did Of course. A, of course he can. I've never seen that before. Oh. I've never seen that. I've only just heard him be like... Major key. <laughs> He's got, remember that one time when he was on his jet ski? Like in a full suit? In a, but he got stuck driving his jet ski in a canal and it like hit like a tree. And he's now like above water, can't get the jet ski out. Is that when he got And is lost? on Instagram. No, I mean, Snapchat. Snapchat. It was on Snapchat. Yeah. What's happening with my hair today? I Runner's like hair. it though. Ugh. I like it. So I like, much I told you, we started out by saying I like big hair. 
They like big hair. I don't care. Big hair don't care. Big hair don't care. Oh, yeah. Dr. Dre. Good point. Well, but Dr. Dre's a doctor. He's for sure not. Of beats. That's true. That's true. He is a highly paid surgeon of beats. Yes. Uh, Speaking of uh, doctors of beats, ladies and gentlemen. I got it. Oh, you're so good at it. It's the morning show that no one knows and no one is talking about. Said Facebook. Here you go, Facebook. If they did, they'd probably say it's the best way to start your day with Rach and Dave. We're both here. We're here. (laughs) Did you sing your own name? Dave. Dave. I gotta write down all my ideas. Like, basically, I just go through life and we'll talk about something that makes us laugh. And then I say, we gotta talk about that on the morning show. And I never write it down. And that means I can't remember to tell you the funny thing. I feel like you guys are like mm. uh, my friend that I'm going to meet for dinner. And I'm like, oh, don't forget to tell Beans oh, that story about the person at the grocery store. That's basically what this show is. It's just like, if we had friends, this is what we would say to them. You know what this week has been? Hmm. The introduction to our kids getting one thing. Because there was a scout meeting. Oh, you. You do this. I don't do this. I am trying to let our kids be their very best, wonderful selves by letting them have their one Mm -hmm. amazing activity. Mm -hmm. I just didn't think that all of the one activities would happen on the same week, almost at the same time. This you got week, four kids. I know, but this week I went and had a pickup of Ford in his amazing Cub Scout outfit, and I'm in the parking lot picking up Ford, and my cell phone rings, and it's Sawyer's coach oh, at no. the baseball field, and he's like, "Hey," uh, it was Sawyer who, like, I think it's like taken or stolen or was borrowing his phone. Hey, uh, practice ended. But I thought the thing said eight thirty. It did. The thing said 8.30, but it didn't oh. matter because they ended early. And since they ended oh. early now, I'm rushing over. And that, I, it's just like... That is stressful. How many things at one time can happen? All yeah. of them. Yeah. All Everything of them at one time. Happen. I'm always excited about the thing that they're going to do when they're wearing the uniform in our like dining room. But I'm less excited about it when I'm picking them up on a Tuesday night at 8 p.m. when dusk is coming. I know. And we got yeah, a so thousand we have, kids. Like, we have a game tonight, which is... Like all the baseball games are on date our night? date night, so we're gonna have to adjust date night. Date like night's our gonna date turn into night's gonna be now. going to a baseball game, which we can all agree is fun, but not a date night. Not, oh yeah. Not a date By the night. way, I'm gonna start commentating from the fields, but I want to brace yourselves right now. It's not field three. The kids moved up to field four. Why it's gonna you feel disorienting. Killers, where to find us? He's playing in the league on the east coast of Africa, a little league called the Madagascar Little League. Come join us on Field 4. It's just past the um, point of South Africa. Come on over. Oh, someone just said, did you see the Rock's new collection launch? Of course I did. Um, the Under Armour launch? Yeah, I ca- Project Rock is what oh. it's called, in case anyone's wondering. I don't know why. I mean, I do know why. I'm not like a, a known fitness influencer. But I just, I yes. don't understand why no one at Under Armour or the Rock's team wants to just be like, you have millions of followers. We'd like you to wear this Rock tank top. For on behalf of our friend Dwayne, DJ, that, I just feel like you. I'm already repping it 
I just, do you need me though? Cause I'm here. If you need me is what I'm saying. I saw today he like had a picture on his Instagram with like his, he was tying shoes and there's supposed to be shoes for doing like heavy strength training. Do I do heavy strength training? No. Do I want to buy those shoes anyway? Obviously. In what universe do you need a different kind of shoe for lifting a weight? I, maybe people who know more than we do would say that you absolutely need a shoe. Well, DJ would tell you that because he's selling shoes. I know. And I'm like. It worked on you. It worked on me. Sorry. Don't keep hitting um, me under the table. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. I'm just, you know, do you need me to wear the product? Do you need me to be best friends with you? I don't know, but I am here. That's just what I'm saying. His calf. If yeah, someone works at true. Under Armour. I'm here. We're ready. I'm ready. At a moment's notice, I'm ready. I'm ready. You need to find your own hero. Who's your hero? Who do you want to rep their stuff? You can't bandwagon I'm the not, Rock hero worship with me. I'm not. The Rock's my hero. If if Mark McGuire, my childhood hero, could go back you in time and let go him? of oh. steroids and then as he like makes his reputation better, come out with a line of sports goods, I'm ready for it. Can I have can I ask a real question? And I want you to be honest. Can what, I ask what a jerk. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> You're gone. It's okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> um here's my here no, I want to ask you a real question. Yes. When you found out, Mark McGuire is truly Dave's hero. He was a baseball player. Baseball player. He had like figurines and cards and signed, but like the whole thing, right? When you found out that he had, was like got in trouble for, I don't know if he was like convicted or what, although he admitted, I don't know. Yeah. Did you cry? I didn't cry at first because I was a denier for him. Like you guys, that's not true. That didn't happen. There's no way that this guy, who's so prolific, the greatest home run hitter of my lifetime, was cheating. There's no way. Then I was a rationalizer. You know what? He grew up in an era where everyone was doing this. So if he did it and everyone else was doing it, it's okay that he was doing it. And then I realized that he was never going to get into the Hall of Fame Mm -hmm. and that he was never going to be the person that I'd made him up to be in my head. And then I cried. <laughs> <laughs> and also how how sad for you, how sad for but also how sad for him. Oh, yeah. Because it it's not to say, I don't know all the things and how it works, but it's not to say that you still don't have to work, that you still don't have to try, that you still don't have to push, that you still don't have to train, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know what I'm talking about. So if you're a doctor, whatever, don't send me angry emails. I really don't care that much. But it's like it gives you like the like the oomph, right? To like work out harder and longer. It's not that it like you take a pill and it makes you better at a sport. Oh yeah. He was in the weight room more than anybody, but he was able to be in the weight room and could recover from injuries faster because of taking what Steroids he took. or whatever. Where is he now? That's a good question. He's the batting coach for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And for me, maybe it's now the Padres. He was the Dodgers. He might be the Padres now. But I think the awesome thing, like I saw that he got a job in baseball. And that was like a like full circle moment because the baseball community welcoming him back mm-hmm. in an official capacity felt like, man, what an awesome, like what an awesome thing. Can I ask, because I don't, I really don't follow sports at all, but... Do you think that probably a lot of people did it, he just happened to get caught? 
Or do you think it was like a, no, he just did it? Oh, yeah, no. A ton of people did it. And the thing is, as it turns out, a ton of the people who were my heroes did it. Mm. So there was just this era where they just went crazy with like performance enhancing things. And so like some of the great at Roger Clemens was at the time of me loving baseball as a kid, the best pitcher. And he did. Here's the thing. Like, I I don't know for sure that it has been proven that, you know, most people have, Mm -hmm. but some of the greatest players in my lifetime absolutely have done something that was a breach of the rules, and that stinks. Yeah, that's sad. And I think, like, how sad for those people who now that's their legacy. Yeah. Not the hours, not the years, not the effort, not the wins. That's their legacy, this like Barry Bonds, Yeah, Barry Bonds set the record for the most home runs in a season and the most home runs in a career. And he did, you know, he used these mm. performance-enhancing drugs. The crazy thing is, like, if you look at, like, what they look like at the beginning of their career and what they look like at the end of their career, holy cow. Yeah, Lance Armstrong. Remember we are driving in a yes. car and Cheryl Crow song comes on on yes. some, like, throwback day? And I actually asked, like, what number one, what's Cheryl doing today? And two, like... I wonder how she went through that season where, like, the Livestrong and the Lance and the Icon, boom, like... But I would also say, I think, I don't know how it is in other countries, but I think the U.S. is the most... We are a forgiving nation. Yeah. People will say or do things that absolutely we will get over. Like, I, I always think of Robert Downey Jr., yeah. When I was little, Robert Downey Jr. was a drug addict who, like, remember when he was, like, discovered in a bed, in a little, like, in, in someone's house? I don't even remember. I just remember it was, like, this whole scandal. He was on trial, all these things. Now he's Iron Man. Like, he turned his life around. He got it together. But we, I don't know how it is other places, but I think in the U.S., we are very forgiving yeah. of our heroes. I mean, people are writing down their names. And it's so, like, Martha Stewart went to jail right. for, you know. And right. Tiger Woods is, like, the most classic example. Tiger Woods winning the Masters this last yeah. year was a thing that almost every human who's a sports fan was rooting for in a way that, like he he had a redemption story, mm-hmm. but like I don't know, like you don't really bring up the window of time where he absolutely had a departure from reality yeah. and like decency. Like yeah. I, I don't know, it's interesting. I love the fact that we live in a society that can be forgiving and afford second chances. I like to think though that second chances are also going to come to people who've expressed contrition and they've made strides to try and be better, as opposed to yeah. sometimes I think people get second chances because people like a star and they're going to root for somebody even if they're messed up. And I, like, I'd like to root for the people who have messed up and have said, look, I did mess up. Here's how I'm going to make myself better. Well, I think, That's- hey, I think the lesson in this for like <clears throat> us, for you guys, if you're watching or listening to this on podcast is, you know, we are so hard on ourselves as individuals. Think of all of the heroes. Think of all of the celebrities. Think of all of the people that you probably have admired in your lifetime who didn't just fail but failed very publicly like you're afraid to go to the gym because you don't really know what you're doing you're afraid to sign up for the 5k you're afraid to start your etsy shop you're afraid there's so much fear of failure within our society within our community here online 
And if you need some reassurance, especially if maybe you have failed or you have fallen down and you're trying to like find the will or the motivation to stand back up and go again, look at the stories and research the stories and ground yourself in the knowledge of people who have had massive losses very publicly and have managed to try again. Yeah. We were talking this morning about the crazy, uh, this is a bit of a segue, sorry, but like the crazy epidemic that we're seeing with adult men who are taking their lives and it's coming as a surprise to people who did not appreciate that there was anything that was actually wrong with them or that they were struggling. Mm -hmm. And I, so like, I, and I, so what I wonder is, is like, are there any connection at all to like the toil in the dark that happens for people that once they, like they think they can control this thing that's not gonna ever become a thing that tips into becoming public embarrassment or them having spiraled out of control. And it just like gets to this point where boom, it tips. And now they've lost that ability to control it. And so whether it's like a mental health thing or it's an ego thing or it's, I don't don't know. I think that's what we keep asking ourselves over and over and over because we just keep you know when like you see something and then you feel like it just i don't know man we just keep seeing this we've lost people we really love in the last six months and then people we just sort of knew you know acquaintances or on the fringes or maybe we followed them on social media that and it's and in every instance it's been a man and in every instance, it's been a man who was a leader, who had a team under them, who had, a, from the outside, everything appears perfect, right? Like, everyone would look at this person and go, man, this is the dream life. This guy's got it all. And then they have taken their own lives. And then everyone says, we didn't see it We coming. didn't know. We didn't know. We didn't know. And so I just keep, I, you know, I, if I've lost my older brother to suicide. So this is something that it just, oh, I'm like, what is the answer? And I know it's like there isn't one answer. It's so like multifaceted and in different areas and not everybody is the same. But it just so happens that in all of these instances we've seen, there is a there is a through line. Yeah. Like there's a very clear like, man, these people all had this in common. Um, and I don't know, too. I, I know in our like sort of in our culture, um, meaning like where I grew up, my older brother was severely mentally ill and my parents tried so hard my like they every doctor every therapist every psychologist every pill but i still think it was very um taboo in our culture to talk about mental illness to admit that you were depressed especially for a teenage boy um and so yeah i don't i i don't have an answer like i love someone just said like ask your coworker, how are you today just ask we have had a lot of conversations since this happened in the last six months, just like, like you, and, and it's different for everybody, but like, babe, you would tell me, like, please tell me if you are struggling, if you're having a down day, and we already have that relationship, but because so many people have been like, I never saw it coming, yeah. I just want to keep asking this question, and um, how do we show up? I, I saw someone post something 
a couple of years ago about it, they posted a picture. It was like, I don't, I don't know the guy's name. He was an influencer. And he posted a picture. He was like looking. It was a great selfie. He looked great. And he had posted this fun thing and it got hundreds of thousands of likes. And he was like, an hour later, I attempted suicide. Um, and he was a year removed and he had done a ton of work. And he was just saying like, I... Like, my thing was, like, I'm going to appear from the outside like everything is fine. And his was when people post on social and they say, if you're hurting, ask for help. If you're hurting, raise your hand. And he's like, when when you have severe depression, you're not raising your hand. You're not asking for help. The voices are telling you that... Nobody cares that there is no hope, that there's no, you know, all of these lies. So it it can't be just on, it's like so multifaceted, but it can't be just on the members of our community who are struggling with mental health and feelings of depression and feelings of anxiety and feelings of um, fantasizing about suicide and what that would be. And it can't, it's not on them, right? Like, for most of them, I have so many family members who have struggled with depression. For most people, it is everything to get out of bed in the morning. Yeah. And some days they don't. So to then ask them to be like, and also make sure that we know that you are not doing well. It's the girl earlier who said like, it's asking people, it's paying attention, it's showing up and it's not on us. It's not, you can't, you cannot single-handedly save someone who doesn't want to be, that's not on you. That's too much pressure, no matter who you are, no matter how much you love him. That is years of therapy after the loss of my brother is understanding that it, it was not on any of us to save him because you cannot live someone's life for them. But it is on all of us to be compassionate, to look out for our fellow man, to ask how someone's doing, to pay attention to be the light in this world that is filled with darkness. And to take, I, I mean, like today's Rise Together podcast, by the way, is another of the attempts for us to bring someone who's had an experience that may be a different kind of life experience into our consciousness so that we have some empathy for someone who, in this instance, went through an addiction journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, the addiction journey landed them in prison and in having a conversation about it. And I talked to at the beginning of the podcast about my decision to not drink for this next year and like how shame has no place in a conversation about addiction. Shame has no place in a conversation about mental health. Shame has no place because in that, in like, like the darkness if you are also then going to have to overcome feeling shame for the decisions when you start to have the snowball of bad choices, have the snowball of bad influences, have the, like the snowball of a bad habit loop or some bad coping mechanisms, they stack on each other, right? And so having hopefully a community here who's going to take a little bit of the taboo out of talking honestly about mental health, talking honestly about addiction, talking honestly about all of these things in a way that says, hey, brother, hey, sister, can we have an honest conversation about it? The challenge, I think, for anybody who's listening right now, have the hard conversation with the people that you care about and hope to have care for you in your life. It's a t- it's a hard it ends it, like the the hardest conversations that we've ended up having in our relationship are the ones I value the most. I didn't look mm-hmm. forward to them necessarily, but dang it, like 
I am awesome today because of and as a product of those hard conversations. I, I think we both are awesome yeah. because of the hard conversations that we've had. But I think we have a responsibility if you're a person who's not struggling today to find a way to connect with the person that you're in relationship with to find out if they are. Don't assume that they're fine because they aren't presenting the symptoms of struggle. They very much could be struggling today. And if you're asking them, hey, can we just have an honest conversation? Yeah. Gives them a sense that they can have a shameless conversation yeah. about the things that they're working through. It may ch- it may change or save their life. You yeah. have no idea. Yeah. I also thought this is not to that extent, but I thought so. We start. We have a weekly team meeting. We call it Hoco Combo. So Hollis Company Conversation. So we have something called Hoco Combo every week, and in the same way that we like our Hoco Combo always starts with gratitude, just like our Start Today Journal. So we go around the room, 50 employees, and we just say who has something that they wanna share that they're grateful for today. And one of our girls on our social team raised her hand this week. She's gonna watch this later and be like, oh my gosh. Um, But she raised her hand and she said, I'm really grateful. She's like in her mid 20s maybe, and she is a recent college grad and she moved to Austin to take this job, so she's new in town. And she said, I'm really grateful this week for a few different people here at work who have invited me to things outside of work. And she was just saying like, so-and-so invited me to this thing and then that person invited me to this thing and what a big deal it was for her to have something to go get to do and to like hang out with people and to make new friends. and. And I just thought like, oh my gosh, first of all, I love that we have a culture of that in our company. We are, one of our core values is you can sit with us. So we have a core value of inclusivity and being friends with others and all of that. But I also thought, man, how often do we forget that the things that seem very simple to us yeah. that we take for granted would make someone else's day? Like... Could you invite someone to come have dinner with you at your, like, you know, hey, our family, we eat dinner every night and it's just random chicken and meatloaf, but maybe there's a coworker that you work with that doesn't have a family. By the way, we get, a, we get this question a lot too. How do you deal with the person that's hard to deal with at work? How do you deal with the person who's angry or bitter or whatever? Yeah. And what I, what I think in the context of this conversation, you have to consider is that they're the one that's hurting. They're the one that's lonely. They're the one that's struggling the most. And the way that their struggle manifests is by being a pain in the butt. Yeah. And instead of seeing their being annoying as a cry for help, as the opportunity for you to show up and love on them, even though they don't deserve it. What's grace, honey? Giving someone the opposite of what they deserve. That is real. Grace is giving someone the opposite of what they deserve. Right? Like that person who just rubs you the wrong way may in fact be on an unconscious level rubbing you the wrong way so that you might ask them if everything is okay mm-hmm. right i mean remember um mark our old pastor used to all he ended every single sermon every single every single sunday just this way go find the person that you can't stand yeah and love them the hardest. Yeah. Find the most unlovable person in your life and love on them. And it's like, no, thank you. But like, 
with them, like if you just went out and did that, oh. it would change not just your life, but it would change their life too. Yeah. Um, all right, you guys, we went way over. I loved having this conversation with you today. We hope it gives you some food for thought. You think of how you can show up for other people. It, simple ways, like, uh, you know, go. you're at Starbucks, you're at the grocery store, you're picking up your kids from school. Can you look someone in the eye? Can you say hello? Can you be sincere? I, I was reading, I'm, I'm going to keep talking about this. I'm super excited. Remember I told you guys earlier this week, this is the book I'm reading? Well, I am going to have this guy on the podcast. I'm so excited because I love the book so much. And usually when I love a nonfiction book, I immediately reach out and be like, hi. Um, but he had... A question in this book I thought was so good, and it's about leadership and management, but I think it's just good advice for humans, and this is what I want to leave you with today. He said, when was the last time you listened to understand instead of to form a response? When was the last time you listened to understand instead of just to come back at someone with some kind of response? Rachel had to like challenge me with this yesterday when I was not sitting in a meeting listening to listen, but listening to form a response. Yeah. It's good. So just something to think about today. Um, maybe that doesn't hit you guys or maybe it hits you right where it's supposed to. Um, most of the time we listen just to come back at the other person. When was the last time you tried to dig deeper to understand why they feel the way that they do? Hey, will you hold up that journal? I just want to make mention oh, yes. of the other one, the one that's on the right there. Uh, oh, someone asked. We got to answer this. Yeah. Poor gal asked 27 times so the same question. If you're interested in getting this last 90 days journal, because last 90 days is 12 days away. What? October 1st is just 12 days away. Uh, if you are interested in having this journal in time for the last 90 days, the team is telling us that we probably need to have you order this by Monday. If you want it in time for last 90 days to start on October 1st, you need to order by Monday to get it on time. If you order on Tuesday, will it get there on time? It might, but Maybe. we can't. We, we my can't team guarantee. is saying there's just like no guarantee. So. And um, someone just asked several times, should they start their last 90 days journal now or on October 1st? No, this is for October 1st. The pages in this exactly equal 92 prompt pages so we can all do it together and end right on time together as a family. So October 1st is when you start this. Questions, if you don't have a journal, can you still do it? Of course, go listen to episode 72 of the Rise podcast and you can find out how to do this process in your notebook. If you're not sure what the last 90 days is, go to theholliscoe.org. Go to starttoday.com. Oh, yeah. Go to starttoday.com, which is a website that we actually have now. Well. Starttoday.com will give you all the details that you need. Here's the other thing. If you've been wanting a journal, um, normally they're 24, but if you sign up for last 90 day email, which you should totally do because it's free, you get $10 off. So your last 90 day journal is 14 bucks. If you want to do this and you want it by October 1st, you got to order by Monday. What day? Monday. All right. Let's have a fantastic Thursday, y'all. We'll see you all tomorrow. And when I say we, I mean me by myself because she's ditching us. Hey, guys. Thank you for listening to the Start Today Morning Show podcast. If you want to actually see the episodes, make sure you tune in in the morning every weekday, 8 a.m. Central on Facebook and Instagram on basically every channel we have. Our theme song is from Sarah Sunshine. Follow her at The Sarah Sunshine. Our executive producer is Cameron Berkman. The show is produced by Chelsea Harfouche and Kevin Westlake. With production help from Nicole Fisher. And I'd like to give special thanks to Hawk, the fish that will never die.